Ready to go? Yes, I am. Three, two, one. Al Letriel, welcome. Good, good morning, sir. <laughs> How are you doing? Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, this is great. I am so excited to have uh, someone like outside of my immediate family like on the <laughs> show, you know what I mean? So it's, it's cool. It's cool. So today, I guess we're going to do um, the Al Letriel uh, origin story. Sure. So like, yeah, I mean, we were talking just before the podcast that like, I really don't know much about you. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that we met through cigars. Correct. So we're smoking cigars today. Yes. I had to move the, uh, oh yeah, just, yeah, I got to shut mine off too. Um, We met through the cigar store and um, so, you know, cigars is the kind of the the, uh, common denominator between us, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna uh, light up right away. Okay. I'm, I'm, this is a Headley Grange. Um, I got you one there. Yeah, very nice. They're really Thank nice you. cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, made by a company called Crown Heads, and it seems like everything they do is good, good. right now. I, um, full I think bod. I had them before, not this type, but the Crown Head from before. Crown Heads makes a bunch of different stuff. Yes. So, um, so you, yeah, it's very possible that you've had mm-hmm. had something that they've made. Good. Um, so I want to find out like a little bit about your younger days, your formative years. Like mm-hmm. where where did you where were you born? Well, I was born and raised in Montreal. I was oh. in a, it's a little town called Saint Point Saint Charles. It's uh, not too far from, I guess, the Forum. If you want to see the old Forum, the old Forum, about ten minute walk, I guess. Um, yeah, so it was. So the old form. I don't. I don't know where the old form was. Is that like downtown almost? Uh, almost downtown. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you were close to the city. Close to the city. Yeah. Yes. Very close. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. And um, you went to school there and and all that. Yeah, I went to school. I went to school uh, there for a while till I was about grade six. Um, lucky for me, we had uh, nuns teaching us. Oh. I'm sure that uh, <laughs> I was born Roman Catholic, as you know. Oh yes. Good yes. Catholic that I am. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, then the school, my high school was somewhere else. It was a little outside. It was another like 10 minutes away from where I used to live, another little town called St. Adi. St. what? St. Adi. St. Adi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, cool. And then uh, you went through your schooling there, and then um, you went, did you go to university or college? No, or I did not, actually. After um, after I graduated from my school, um, I didn't know what I was going to do, so I decided to join the Navy. The Navy? Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Yes, oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> and um, so with the Navy, like, so like, what the hell? Like, why'd you decide to go Navy? Like, that's a pretty big step, isn't it? It is. Um, you know, in the early eighties, um, you know, there was a lot of things about the. Uh, I don't want to quite say the FLQ, but like the the separation from Quebec and and Canada and all that stuff. So. Um, you know, those I didn't really agree with. That's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to stay there either. Like in, at that time, um, you know, I, I wanted to do something different, you know. Right. So. Um, and the uh, early 80s, that wasn't exactly the best job market either, was it? No, it wasn't. It was, it was no. the shits in Canada. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of um, separatist talk back in those days in Oh, Quebec? there was, yes. Yeah, yes. so you just didn't want to have anything to do with that? No. Yeah. No. Because half my family was from Ontario, and the other half was kind of from Montreal, right? So oh. I grew up where, you know, um, half my family on my mother's side were more English than, than French. 
Oh, okay. So sure. Yeah. Well, it makes no sense anyway. Mm-hmm. Split the com- uh, the country up like that. No, it doesn't. I've never agreed with that. I like Quebec. I wanted mm-hmm. to be yeah, part yeah, of Canada. Yeah, and I'm not know? saying anything bad either. It's just yeah. that for me, it wasn't what I wanted to do, and I'm glad I made a good decision because I wouldn't be here today talking to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or smoking cigars, maybe. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It might have been something else. I get this lit. So navy. Yeah, how, so how long, how long were you in the Navy for? I was in the Navy for about seven years. Holy. Um, I was, uh, started as a, um, as a, uh, sorry. That's okay, light your cigar. Light your cigar, then we can talk. So I was a Naval Weapons Technician, but when I started at the time, um, it was split as surface and under, so under would be like a torpedo where surface would be firing at aircraft and ships. So, um, yeah, my first couple of years were as a surface, and then they combined the trade, and then I had to go to Halifax for about a year and a bit to um, learn both trades and at the same time. Okay. So, yeah, I was there for about, yeah, I would have to say from 81 to 87. And then where, so. were, you, what, uh, where were you stationed? You're in Victoria, yes. Oh, so when you joined the Navy, you came out to Victoria? Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, some of my friends, or I would say most of my friends, actually, that's another thing. Most of my friends stayed behind after they graduated from from the Saint-Jean, mm-hmm. which is the basic training. Um, lucky for me, I passed the English test, which is probably the only test that I passed that I wish I didn't pass, because <laughs> everybody else got to stay behind in a nice little condo for uh, about a year and a half to learn English and, you know, oh, right. had a good time. You passed, and then you I were passed. Shipped. Next thing I know, I'm here in Victoria, beautiful Victoria. Right, right. <laughs> And so, um, with um, being in the Navy, and um, it works better if you cut the end. Did you not cut? I thought you cut. I, I oh, did, you didn't. You I, missed I, it I a bit. Yeah, yeah. Here we yeah. go. That should be better. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Maybe drawing not. yet? Uh, get get some more off of there. Give it a cut. What kind of cigar did you give me? It's a good cigar. Is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually rope that I wrapped myself <laughs> yeah. in. Uh, I grew some tobacco. Rare. I grew some tobacco out back. Mm-hmm. How yeah. long have you been smoking cigar, Al? Since yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way you lit that thing, I just liked your first cigar. Yeah. Um. So Navy out here. Navy at, out here at the D and D, like in Esquimalt. In Esquimalt. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, um, so what kind of what ship were you on? I was on uh, my first ship was the Rescue. Okay. I was there from um, probably eighty two till about eighty four. And then I went on my course. And then when I came back, I was on the Yukon for about a year and a bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, <clears throat> did you um, spend a lot of time out, out at sea? Yes. The average um, days at sea in those days were like 300, 320s. Oh, uh, shit. You were sea. like at sea the whole time. Uh, most of the time, yeah. Very seldom home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And when you mean at sea, like not in Canada? Correct. Like yes. overseas? like overseas, some. Oh, wow. Yes. So where are some ports that you went to, some memorable ports? You know, I went to um, Asia, which was really nice that I remember. The only trip that I got to miss was the Australian one, which I wish I would have done. Right. Like, I mean, I went to the States, Hawaii. You know, we we used to go to San Diego probably like eight, nine times a year. It become almost like my second home there. Like, oh. Like um, Hawaii, I think we went like in my days anyway. I think I was there three times. Three times in the in the uh, seven in, years in the seven years that I was in, yeah. Wow. So, 
pearl's pretty cool eh? it is it's yeah. awesome yeah it's huge it's yeah yeah it's neat so so, so hong kong hong kong philippines wow yeah and um you have some short time when you guys oh yes you always yes. have some short time yes always short time yes. how much like what depends. would you get yeah depends how long we're there for most of the time we're there for i don't know two three four days sometimes mm-hmm. a little longer but yeah no and then also you have to think that you're working during the day right and then you also have your watches that you have to do so yeah. sometimes you don't get that much time away but sometimes it depends on mm-hmm. on on what side the coin is flipped yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> so that's cool that's um that's good i i guess you have a um a nice, nice repertoire of ladies that you've got to. Uh, well, we can't say that because with. my wife is probably <laughs> going to be watching this. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> no, I mean, but, of course, you were virgin until no, no, you were I married. Was very, I was very, yes, I was very, I was a very good boy. <laughs> of course, you were. I know you. <laughs> yes. So yes. that's cool. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's a great experience, right? You know, when you're that age and you don't really know what you want to do and Again, being French Canadian, not that I'm saying that we're not, you know, out there, and but it was definitely an experience that I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah, I mean, it made me kind of the person that I am today. Um, oh shit! Yeah, I know. A little terrible, bent. Right? A little bent. A little bent, maybe. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I think I think it's good. I think yeah, that, yeah. I think that was the right choice for so me, we, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so you would. Uh, you would like recommend that to someone young that's trying to yeah, figure things out. I recommend to my son right now, which is you, you know, he's twenty three, and I think he doesn't have a girlfriend. That'd be perfect time to go. Right. right? Yeah. Nothing really no holding kids. him here. No kids. Yeah, no, no girlfriend. Kids, no girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually. And you know, you get to travel. Yeah. You could learn be, a trade. Could you be worse. Yeah. Friendships. Yeah, lifelong friendships. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Actually, <clears> funny to say, like two months ago, I was looking. Uh, a friend of mine that I haven't seen since the early days. We did basic together, and then we we're on two s- different ships, but we usually traveled the ships at the same time. And uh, I got to meet him or see him. He's, he's here in Victoria, and we had a cool couple beers. And uh, it's kind of nice to yeah gotcha. think about the good old days when mm. we're young and stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> young and dumb and young and dumb and full of you know what <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet, yeah, that's that's cool. So seven years in the military, and then when you leave the military after seven years, are you like retiring? Like, how does that work? No, no. In my case, um, I got injured. I was, uh, I was stupid. I was drinking, and I was on a trampoline. Let's just put it this way, and I fell off and and hurt oh, myself. So, oh shit. Yeah. So. Well, that changed your life, didn't it? Um, it did. But then I got better. So Oh, okay. So it wasn't that bad. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So because of that injury, you just left the military and went into the private sector? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So where did you go after that, after the military? After the military, uh, I, I uh, got a job with the Corps Commissioners. I was one of those guys with the white hat going around doing parking bylaws and oh, okay. harassing Harassing us like harassing your people law-abiding citizens. For parking. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I was the youngest guy there too. I was in Victoria. Yeah, at that time in the uh, late eighties, eighty nine, I think it was eighty seven. So yeah, that would have been eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety. Yeah, yeah. And I was uh, I was working with people, probably my age now, and I was in my twenties. So right. So yeah. Cool. And then uh, so you were there how long? 
I was there for about three years, and then uh, while I was doing that, I met some people that worked with the city of Victoria, and that's how I got in with the city of Victoria. Mm. When uh, where does Kim fit into this? Like much later? Oh, much later. Much oh, later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. So, city of Victoria, and then you switched vocations. Yeah. So when I started with the city of Victoria, I was um, the only opening that I that I had at the time was janitorial. So I did mm-hmm. that for about six months. Yeah. And I got to clean the police station on yeah. the old police station. Oh yeah, right. The one on uh, <laughs> the one on Fisgard. Fisgard. Yeah. Yes. So I probably did that for about six months, and then. Um, yeah, you just want to kind of get in, right? Yeah, you just want to get in there, right? Yeah. So that you've got your foot in. They kind of like me. I work great. Um, and then they started a uh, building maintenance department, and uh, I got to be one of the people to pick. There was three of us at, I think, at the start, and then it grew from there. Right. So, like all government offices, yes. they always grow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So building so, maintenance for a while out there. Yeah, building maintenance for a while till about 1995. So that's from, you know, probably 1990, 91. Mm-hmm. And then 95, I was asked to go and work for IT. Okay. So that's when things really changed for me. What does IT stand for? In- information technology? Yes. Is it? Okay. So it's yeah. like computers and shit yeah yeah in those days 95 you know windows 95 yeah. installed by 25 diskettes that yeah. you insert and yeah. takes about a day yeah right the good old days yeah right <laughs> so was that a big change yeah you? it was a big change it was a big change for me because obviously my i didn't have a background in it and i did not go to school for it so it was a lot of um learning on the job i guess and i, I found it very difficult for me to do a job where it's not something that you prepare for right but on at the other end again it was you know it fed my family it fed me and yeah it was a good job <clears throat> did you like did you have you didn't want to go to I, into it no no i did want i did i'm yeah. just saying i was like it's just difficult the, uh, yes yeah because yes. it wasn't your in your no. wheelhouse no i mean but it really back in those days and i mean who knew mm-hmm. much about um it get that cigar lit would you god you're yes. murdering this beautiful. I should have did grain. that before we started the the path. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, in, so in '95, and, and of you know, course, who, you know, who knew anything about IT really? There was some, yeah. but not many people yeah, and knew. That change, things changed fairly fast. Oh, they sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They. Uh, I remember those days of um, the big old floppy drives, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so. My first uh, PC I worked on was a 386. That oh, was nice. the first one I ever yeah. started using with mm-hmm. uh, Lotus and DOS-based few programs, mm-hmm. nothing major. It was for it was at work, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like I had one at home, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, huh? Cool. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, um, what else did you do? Because I know you did some other stuff. Because I see some some stuff in your man cave. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> when I worked for the city, I also um. There was a time in my life where I wanted to be a police officer, so I, um, again, with the Corps Commissioner, I got to be a jailer with Vic PD. Oh, okay. I did that for about, um, I don't know, two and a half years. But it was kind of hard with doing both jobs and doing a 12-hour shift yeah. with the police. So. so what's the craziest thing you saw in that jail? <laughs> Go ahead, man. This is, a, <laughs> this is an adult-only show. Can you say it? <laughs> can I say that? You can say it. It's a long time. It's 20 years ago. Yeah. 
I think for me the the <laughs> come on Al, give me the juice. I, I, well, you, you know when, well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, but uh, let me kind of do what our job is. So as as sure. uh, as police officer bring people into jail, um, we get to search them, we get to go through their property, we have to catalog everything, we have to make sure that they're safe. Right. We have to check on them. We have to make sure feed them. Sometimes we have to shower them. And uh, and I guess to bring, and sometimes we also look after ladies and, and men as well, right? Oh, okay. So I guess. So the, I guess that was back in the days where like <coughs> that was the, the jailers na- were men and that was it. Uh, no, we, we, we did <coughs> have, have women on staff. We did have also, yes, we did. Okay, okay. Because I was but, just wondering like how you deal with a female, um, someone yes. that's going to spend night in jail that's a, that's a woman. Well, there are protocols that stuff yeah. that you can't do. Like you can't really yeah. search with like. A male police officer would search a woman. You have to be kind of discreet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, to to answer your question is, uh, um, I was so you got a lot of resp- you got a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, I there. was walking by, coming from checking from one of my guys that I was looking after, and this lady was calling, and she got my attention. And then when I got to her, she had that little porthole there. She was in her cell. She had the little porthole on the door that was open, and she was kind of showing me her private. <laughs> and, and you know that's probably the only thing I could think right now that's kind of got me kind of red a little bit. Yeah, blush, yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of keep walking. Yeah, <laughs> right? just get out of there. Just get out of there. Yeah. <clears throat> but there was a yeah, there was all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There must have been some. Yeah, I I hear a few stories from uh, through my wife. You know, people just go mental in there sometimes. They do. They're they just do. they're either whatever high or mm-hmm. drunk or. And they're just going absolutely ape shit. Yes, in the cells yeah. at the new police department. I think that sometimes, I, I think that they could hear some people from the third floor that mm-hmm. were in cells, just <clears throat> kicking yeah. walls and shaking the gate and just going bonkers. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We have yeah, people yeah. sometimes. They have. Um, I remember one time that this person came from uh, Squaw Police to stay overnight, and he had a cast on his uh, leg and he had a key hidden in his cast that we didn't see. A key? Yeah. And it was very combative when he came in like like the guy I literally had to hold him as was what I was trying to search him the best that I could. Yeah, right. And then he was trying to commit suicide with the key and he was cutting oh, his neck shit. and that kind of stuff. So I mean, yeah, it's Yeah, it's, it's like a se- every, it's serious business. It, it is. It's very yeah. God, can you imagine trying to kill yourself with a key? Yeah, I mean, you geez. really want to—you really want to really die want at that to. moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. That must have been one hell of a mess to clean up. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, it wasn't too too bad, but it was uh, very scary for me because yeah, then we had to go back in and get the key. Oh right, of course, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's got to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I did, yeah. So I did that for about, I would say, probably two and a half years, and then it was getting to be a little too much for me because it was like I worked full time for the city, and then I would work sometime three days in a row, a twelve-hour shift, and then I would basically work in a cell and then go to the city and for three days and that. Oh, I'm kinda, surprised they even let you do that. Yeah. Well, Those were the, yeah different yeah. days, I guess, yeah. and that's the workload. That's unbelievable. Right. Like so, you'd work through the night. Mm-hmm. And go home, shower, eat, and go back to work. Go back to work. <clears throat> Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. That was a little much. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I don't know. I can't light my cigar either today. Yeah. Crazy. Well, that's cool. Mm. And um, so you did that for a few years. Yeah, I did that for a few years and really enjoyed it. But yeah. at the same time, it was it was hard. hard. Yeah, the workload's ridiculous. And you know, as a learning curve, it's definitely got your eyes open on actually what's really going on out in Victoria or even in your neighborhood, right? Like, right. Like crime-wise and drug-wise and how people are treated and, you know. I think the funniest thing, too, well, not not that it's funny, but actually I should funny, say peculiar, the funny peculiar, yeah. yeah. Is, uh, you know, when you have some of those people that are addicted to drugs and you look at their driver's license and they're like maybe in their 20s, but they look in person Oh, when they come like in, they look like they're 40 or something, 50 or, yeah. And it's like you're looking at the license and looking, and it's like totally different person. So you got to see, you know, what drug actually do to people, right? Right. So, yeah, like heavy drugs will yeah. age you 20 years in oh, six yeah. months. And the stuff that they would do when they come in, and then when they're kind of sober, you know, you talk to them, and it's kind of like we're having a conversation now, right? It's like totally different person. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, I mean, I've never been a drug user myself of any type, really, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the ho- us, except yeah, for cigars. Cigars, caffeine, bit yeah. of a bit of liquor. Booze, yes. Um, but that hard stuff, it's. It's nasty. It's nasty shit, right? It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, jailer for a while. Yeah, and, and then, then back then, with the city, and then in the. Two thousand and five, I got the uh, the chance to do what I wanted to do, which uh, was, uh, in a way, as close as I could to be a police officer. So I joined the auxiliary program with the Sukh detachment. The Sukh detachment of what? Sukh detachment of the RCMP. So RCMP. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, because you know, not every <laughs> I knew that, but um, <clears throat> not everyone's going to know that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and then I did that so for auxiliary. twelve years. Yes. So what does that mean exactly? When you see, like, is that like a reserve? Is that, do they call you reserve? or Well, in they... the, um, like, for your wife, like Victoria and Sanders, they call them reserve. For uh-huh. the RCMP, it's called auxiliary. Oh, okay. So it's we're, the same idea. Where you're, like, a volunteer, similar. basically? We are volunteers. It's very similar. Um, the only difference is with the RCMP, you get to do a little more. And also, you've got a chance, like, for myself, I got the ATV training. I also went to Tofino for a week on a boat course, on boat training. And you get to do a little more than just a reserve, if you want to call them. But basically, they're very similar on what you do. So we're unarmed, where for a while the auxiliaries were. But when I joined, uh, there we weren't armed. And okay. Yeah. So unarmed, but, um, <clears throat> but still essentially... Um, like a police officer. Yeah, and it's more of a community policing. Like, okay. I mean, you, you are a, you know, I had to go on a six-month course. Yeah. You know, and then weekends and during the week, and you have to pass physical and all that. Yeah. Um, you are a peace officer. You get a badge, and you get sworn in. Oh, okay. So when you're a, we- a member, then, you know, you could do basically what a member would do, like go out on the car, do, you know, general duties. You could do... Um, other stuff, but my my role was more for Suk as as um, community policing, like cops for cancer. I was the coordinator for that for six years. 
Right. So um, <clears throat> more again being involved in like the parades with the Souk lioness and lions. Right. More more out there in the community, and you're kind of like also <laughs> the in between, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, as um, RCMP, there's a lot of members that are coming in. They're new. Or, you know, they're from another detachment. They don't really know the area. So our job was more of, you know, welcome to Souk, go in a car with them, kind of show them around. Yeah, know. so they understand this. So the they kind of understand. <coughs> yes. So it's more, it was more community based. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, you know, um, maybe now's a, uh, a good mm. time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bullshit about defunding the police and yes, um, uh, I'm and, not uh, a fan of uh, Mr. Isaac. Oh yeah, I actually talked about him on the pod on the previous podcast too. What I, did you? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, David and I were having a bit of a rant, and and um, basically my <clears throat> whenever I've needed, um, whenever I've never been in trouble, <clears throat> other than in business when someone smashing my uh my windows out in the middle of the night mm-hmm. right the police were there to help me with that yes and they've been you know as good as they can be you know mm-hmm. i'm getting out, out of bed in the middle of the night <laughs> driving downtown pissed off tired mm-hmm. kind of like half yeah. dazed yeah, and they're good. there and you know and, and i'm not always <clears throat> the nicest when i'm like when that's happening you know mm-hmm. but they were always um uh, quite professional and did what they needed to do, you know, to yeah. to try and make shit right. You yes. know, they're they're chasing after people in the middle of the night. Plenty of times yes. they've done that for me, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> one thing that the, a lot of people are talking about is the amount of training. Like, I'm I'm actually the opposite of defunding the police. I know that I don't even know what the hell that means, but yeah, I'm actually. <clears throat> Sorry, got a something in my throat here. You for a cigar again? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what it is. Coffee, morning. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's um, something, but we can't mention what it is. <clears throat> no, I was a good boy last night. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we think alike. <laughs> uh. CRTC, I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> this is a podcast. This is yeah. the beautiful thing about mm-hmm. a podcast. We can have discussions in mm-hmm. depth about topics that matter. It's not yes. a five minute thing on the radio. Mm-hmm. And um, if you say the word fuck, we're allowed. We're allowed to. Oh, good. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, like, um, where was I at with the defunding of the police? So, like, what I think is, I'm not even sure what defunding the police means, right. but what I think <clears throat> is we need to give the police more money, more training, more expertise, more officers, more support. Yes. That's what I think. And I feel the same. I mean, I get really mad at people that, and, and you know, this has got to do, I know I'm going to sound like Trump right now, but, ah, fuck, whatever. but you know what? The news, the media, sometimes, you know, they don't tell both sides of the story. Oh, all uh, the time. A, a lot of the times you'll see a video and you'll see a police officer, like, it seems like excessive force. But they don't explain, like, what happened, like, you know, like, the whole story. So people are quick to make a judgment on uh, police brutality and, and you, know, they, you know, the cops are bad and everything. <coughs> and... Um, you know, to me, that, that gets me upset. And then at the same time, I get really upset from, 
watching the videos that we saw lately on how people are treated. I'm going to just say it because I know you're thinking it. <clears throat> you're talking about the video of that officer, that RCMP officer that tackled the First Nations chief? Yes. So when you saw the original clip, mm-hmm. it looked like that officer was like completely in the wrong. The first clip. The first clip, yes. But then when you saw the whole thing from mm-hmm. beginning to end, mm-hmm. looked a little different, didn't it? It did. Yes. Now, I don't know if that officer <clears throat> did the right thing. Yeah. But when you see the whole thing of the bullshit that those guys had to put up with for, mm-hmm. like, it went on and yes. on and on. Mm-hmm. Then you start to be like, huh, yeah, it's a little bit of a different kind of scenario, right? People don't know. <clears throat> like, I'm going to speak, and, you know, I'm not want to say like I'm a police officer and I that's what I did but I, I'm going to speak for I've got 12 years experience so I think mm-hmm. that counts for something people don't realize like our policing it's not a easy job to start with it's not a job where you know you every day is different you know every day you could go to a call on this domestic violence and it's going to have 20 different endings mm-hmm. right so you know, people are quick to judge, but, you know, when somebody comes at you with a knife or with a gun or even fighting, it's not a UFC fight where yeah, you, you get to out. fight with <laughs> yeah. somebody, right? I mean, these people, I don't understand, first of all, why would possess them to start fighting with a police officer? I, I don't get that. And I've seen a lot of that. And actually, that was a big eye-opening for me out in Sioux that the amount of people that want to fight with you. Really? Oh, yeah. It's like, and, and again, I'm going to speak on my behalf, and for the rest of this cast, I'm going to speak on my behalf, is when, when you put your uniform on and you go to work, you know, you're, you're not going out there to say, oh, geez, I wonder how many fights I'm going to get in today. Y- you don't really want to fight. No. And, you know, this is something Yeah, that, wouldn't it be nice to go to work and just have a nice, mm-hmm. peaceful day where you just yeah. talk to the people and make sure that everyone in the community is happy and healthy? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, so when it happens, you, you have to do what you have to do, right? It's not, like I said, it's not a UFC fight. I mean, obviously, it's dangerous. It's uh, public safety because mm-hmm. those members are carrying guns and they're carrying, you know, they have lots of stuff in their cars, you know, they could steal the car, they could do all kinds of stuff, right? So when, when you see sometimes, you know, it may look harsh, there's three guys on somebody, like three police officers on, on trying to arrest somebody, but, you know, people have to understand that that's probably the safest thing for that person because what you're left with as your tool as if you're fighting end-to-end combat, and most of the time, you know, end-to-end combat on some people that are drugs or... or you know, especially with UFC now, you know, people are well-trained, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you've got your baton, which, you know, I wouldn't want to use that on somebody because that's with break bones, basically. Mm-hmm. It's very nasty. <coughs> uh, you've got the taser. The taser, most the time, doesn't work, right? Mm. And then uh, the other choice is your, your, is gun. The, your gun, right? Yeah. Or the pepper spray, but then again, you also could get in. In, so uh, what you're saying is it's better so sometimes to have it, three officers holding a guy down and getting him restrained because if it's just a one-on-one, the outcome for that civilian could be a lot worse. Yeah, or, or you'll see, I, I know in some <clears> of the <throat> clips, you know, you'll see a police officer fighting with somebody and then you see a b- whole bunch of guys and they, it may seem cruel, but I, I think that's the safest thing to do. Yeah. I think people have to realize that they have to support their police. I mean, it's about trust, and and I understand that, 
you know, also it makes me mad when I see police officers that are doing abusing. Sh- doing shitty things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it does go both ways, but I think we have to kind of realize that that job is not something that, that to me, is, is black and white to say. Yeah. Yeah, the, the amount of force that you have to use is something that you have to judge yourself at the time, or or the situation. And people, I mean, you know, by watching a video, may not understand, like you just said, you know, once you watch the full thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know all right. the facts before we 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 cast we, we judgment. Judge. Yeah. Yes. Um. <clears throat> so like that kind of brings me back to uh, my defunding the police thing. I think um, I don't agree with it. I think. I think becoming a police officer, if if there's some bad apples out there, which there is, it's mm-hmm. like anything. It, it's it, like uh, everywhere. It's, it, it's like you're all abs- society. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have, um, you know, cigar store owners that are cool and cigar store owners that are assholes, right? Yeah. 90% of them are probably great, and there's yeah. 10% that are brutal, mm-hmm. just like anyone, just like anything. Um, and that's, that's part of the thing. I think that the police, they need the the department or whoever needs the um, the right amount of money so that they can get the off the right officers train the officers and it should it almost should be like one of the hardest jobs to get do you know what i mean like there should yeah. be a, a screening process that is better and then once you get that job then it should pay you really well yes you know I, what I, I mean? was a, <clears throat> a little hesitant because there are good training out there is it good training uh is it enough is it enough probably not yeah I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's like everything else. We're evolving, right? And yeah. Technology is evolving. And, and again, you know, what we did like 25 years ago, 50 years ago as police officer, they're talking about that. Yeah. The, uh, some of the restraint that we use or maybe, you know, we kind of have to kind of look at it and say, does it work? Is it working? And other things too that we have to look at is, it's not just policing it's actually your laws and and yeah you know if you look at like i'm trying to find an example let's say that you know a police officer pulls you over because you're speeding or you know you've been drinking and you're showing sign of impairment yeah and then you're in your vehicle and the police officers get out and this guy's i'm not getting out of the car well you know, he's going to eventually, somebody's going to get out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Now he's going to get out of the car also, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to say, but maybe if the person doesn't really want to get out of the car, what do we do? Do we use that amount of force that's necessary to get that person for a crime that is like drinking and driving? Do we, what do we do? Do we get him right. later? How far do you want to take? Yeah, do we get it? him later? We know mm-hmm. he is. We know the car. We know, can do we arrest him later? Do we, I, I'm, I'm not saying that that's what we should do, but but that's the kind of stuff me that we should look at. Right. Right. Like the, what do we, because, you know, even in the old days, we used to chase motorcycles. Yeah, we don't do now that Now we don't do that anymore because we know the yeah. impact that it has, right? Yeah. So we need to kind of look at that so that we don't ask our officers to do a job where, you know, they have to enforce the law, so what they do, they got to get that person out of the car. Right. Right. Yeah. If you pull someone over for speeding and they're being belligerent and don't yeah, want to get out of the car, rather than dragging them out and well, having Well, I'm four not saying that they would for that, but I'm, <coughs> I'm just saying if the guy won't yeah. give you his driver's license or, yeah, and then or it whatever. escalates, let's yeah. say, and then mm-hmm. you've got three officers dragging the guy mm-hmm. out and you know pounding him into the pavement so that he can get arrested and maybe it's better to just let the guy go you know who he is yeah like you said you know the car you know him Mm. 
catch him on a day when he's not yeah. you know go Maybe. go see him the next day when he's yeah. had a bit of time to to, kind to, of, to, to cool down yeah yeah to be like oh shit <laughs> yeah. you know i should yeah and, and again i'm not saying that that's but that's something but kind something of like they can that, be looked right? at yeah. yeah yeah i mean i guess that's you know part of the thing when people are saying defund the police they're talking about um you know instead of sending the police to say um a suicide mm-hmm. attempted or, or a person that wants to commit suicide or um Oh, funny sirens are going in the mm-hmm. background. I don't know if they can hear this on the <laughs> podcast or not. Um, but like, uh, you know, rather than sending a police officer to um, domestic violence, you send like a counselor yeah. or something. The problem I have with that. I was going to say, I was going to say <laughs> the same a big thing. problem with <laughs> yeah. that, right? Yeah. Because as soon as this anything, regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's a suicide, mm-hmm. a, a person that wants to commit suicide or is having like a mental breakdown or domestic violence or any of these things, rather than sending like social workers there, well, you can, mm-hmm. but when shit goes sideways, you need a guy with a gun. Yes. I mean, right? So to answer that, I remember in Souk, um, I remember two calls that we had, but then again, um, the mayor says at four o'clock in the morning, so I'm not sure about four o'clock in the morning because that was during the day and the other call was more around uh, 9 o'clock at night. But I did see um, a nurse, a police officer and civilian, and they called us for backup when they were going in in case something happened. Okay. So, and that was in probably 2008, 2009 that we had that year. So, I mean, I think it's here. Um, I think it just needs to be... So there is some support for, like, if someone's having a... Uh, like a mental breakdown. I don't yeah. know what the real, the proper yeah. terminology for this. But then, on the is. other but hand, a crisis. They they do have yes. some medical I, trained I, per yes. people that can. Yeah, I know. Th- I know it's. I know it's out there. Okay. So it's not going to be something new that they have to <clears throat> right. reinvent the wheel. I know it's out there. Um, again, like the problem you said, when something goes sideways, somebody's got to react and somebody's got to be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so maybe having. Um, you know, uh, a, a nurse, a doctor, a psychologist, whatever, that can respond to that with police backup. Police mm-hmm. stays back, lets them yes. do it. The, the, the person that they're helping knows that they're not going to get into trouble if they're having a crisis. Yeah, because I think sometimes it's the uniform that gets people going. Yeah, right? yeah, gets them going, right? right? So I think it's good that they would do that. But on the other hand, a lot of the calls you go to, you're going to a call, let's say, about something, and it's totally something different. And it turns out that it is right, right, and that you're not aware of. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, every time a a police officer knocks on someone's door or pulls Mm -hmm. a car over, they don't know what the hell they're getting into, do they? No. No, somebody could have a bad day. Yeah. You know, somebody could have just got divorced. Somebody lost a lot of money. Somebody lost their job. Yeah. Somebody's... Maybe their son died, their own daughter died. You, yeah, you don't, you don't really know, know what's right? going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. The the you know the sanest of people um, can be pushed oh, yeah. over the edge, Definitely. right? You know, mm-hmm. that's all so, you need. You you know, you know you're yeah you're coming home from your your wife's funeral and you get pulled over for speeding. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that's like you so don't that, know what's happening so with that's that why, person. Yeah. I think a lot of the police officers they probably feel like counselors and stuff because sure. you need that in in your in your tool bag. That's right. your biggest tool, right? Is to be able to talk to people and kind of diffuse a situation. That would be perfect, right? Right. So, in your opinion, are 
the police trained well enough to deal with all of the different things that can come up in a day for them. I believe that now with the mental health being acknowledged. Mental health being at the forefront. Yeah, yeah. and knowing... Um, well, I'm going I'm to be honest. I mean, I'm sure. one of those guys, <laughs> basically. You know, I had a car accident and uh, worked for two and a half years, and then I crashed, right? I, I had anxiety. Yeah. And I was... Um, I had severe depression where I was sleeping. I slept for, I think, a year and a half most of the time, right? So, I mean, it happens to anybody, right? Right. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, I think it happens more now, and I don't know if it's happening more or we're more aware of it because I think we kind of accepted that it is um, a condition, I guess, you know. Um, mental health is real. Mental health is affecting people. And I think people are starting to realize that, yeah, you know, this is something that we should look at. So to answer your question, I don't, you know, uh, do they get training on that? I'm sure they do. Is it enough? I don't think it's never enough training, right? It should be ongoing. I think it should be ongoing and it should be like, like, like everything else, right? I mean, when I was an auxiliary, every year I had to certify for my use of force. Mm. Right. So this is what we talked about. Like, what do you do when somebody does that? So like somebody, you know, you're putting handcuff on and they start fighting and they run away. You don't get your gun and you shoot them in the back. Right. Right. That's. Yeah. You got to know. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So you got to know what you're doing. You got to know your use of force and why you're using that force. And you also have to articulate why you've done that. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that training is every year, and they should have the same thing, I think, for for policing, where you need that basic mental health course. I don't know if it's a day or two. I don't know. Yeah. Where, where everybody has at least the basic, so that when yeah. they go out there, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure that in uh, Victoria, or all of, probably most, at least British Columbia, I, I guess, probably all of Canada, I know that the officers have access to counseling, right? Yes. Some of the shit those guys see is would cause PTSD. Yes. To most people, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> there's another reason why I think the police need as much support as they can get. You know, because I, that sort of that. trauma <clears throat> undealt with <clears throat> is going to really affect you and the way you do your job. Yes. And just. Think of it like like that too. I mean, we're just regular people, or I, I shouldn't say we, but well, they're they're we're, they're we're pretty regular people. Yeah, yeah, we're just like police officers are just like you and me. They have a yeah. mortgage, they have a family, yeah. they have kids, yeah. they have car everything. payment and everything else. You know? So you go to work, you're in a bad mood. Somebody pisses you off. I'm not saying that it's right, but the chances of <clears throat> something happening is definitely out there. Yes. Right. So that's why they need the support. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're you're you've got two little kids at home, mm-hmm. and um, you're working the night shift or the day shift, yeah, and the kids have been cr- kids mm-hmm. have been crying all day, and you didn't get any sleep, and you and your wife have had a fight, or mm-hmm. I shouldn't say you and your wife. It could be lots of female officers yes. too. So mm-hmm. you know, she could have had a fight with. Her uh, husband, and now, or a partner, or a partner, or whoever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now, um, you've got to go to work. Yes, and you know when you're in retail, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you have a bad day, the worst <laughs> thing you do is give someone bad service, and you get a shitty Google review or something, right? Yeah. But when you're a police officer and you have a bad day at work, mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be real bad. It could, it could be, be life changing for a lot go. of people. Yes. 
So there's, you know, there's the kind. That's the kind of stuff I just, you know, you're absolutely right. Police officers are people like anyone else, yeah. and they have the same stresses and problems and debt and yeah. whatever everyone else. It's, it's the all the same, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so this there's got to be the support for them. Y- yes, exactly. Right? You know, it's not acceptable like we are on the news when, you know, there's a bus driver and somebody goes by and punches them in the face. You know, you got the nurse now that are after, because my daughter is in nursing co- school, so I know that it's part of her course that they teach her how to deal with people. And yeah, because nurses sure get assaulted more than any other and, uh, and, profession and, or and something? Yes, and yeah. it's not acceptable. So why no. is it acceptable? For people, for police officers to be, you know, to be assaulted. Basically, that's what it is. And why is it that, you know, as a society, we, we're not out there. But when somebody, you know, we, we sh- I think we should be a little more supportive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> and it's, it's not just police officers. I mean, it's, it's also firemen, paramedics. You know, yeah, they have to deal with a lot of people, are, people too. Yeah, yes, yeah. bylaw officers. I'm sure, I'm gonna miss some people here. They're gonna say, "Hey, you didn't talk about me," but, but basically, it, it it's unacceptable. Yeah. Right. And and the thing that really gets me going is, why is it acceptable when a police officer gets assaulted and then three other people officers shows up, take that guy down, and then people are always, oh, they use a lot of force, but they never talked about well. That guy wants to go home at night. He's got a family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is it right that he punched an officer? Right? Like, we should be talking about that, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, even if he's telling you to do something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> just do it. What's just, the word? Just, I yeah, mean, right? yeah, if you just do and, it. And I'm not saying that all police, I mean, again, you said there's some bad officers out there. Yeah, for sure. But that there's other way to deal with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, can you imagine if you were a, a bartender? Well, I guess it happens to bartenders sometimes, but waitress, you know, or mm-hmm. you're working at the Walmart and then and you have to deal with people trying to punch you out all day long. Yeah, that's you, that's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I exactly. mean, every time I come to get a cigar from you, not that it's that often because your cigars are too expensive. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> c'est la vie. Thank you, Uncle Jack. <laughs> if you're Shut watching, up. <laughs> someone's got to, you know, guys got to make a living, right? Yeah. You know how much that, you know how much that stone behind you costs? <laughs> Probably more than my house. <laughs> how much is my tent? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you living yeah. on Pandora Street? Um, not today. No. Okay. <clears throat> good. Good. I'm thinking I'm about moving in though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You know. No, yeah. And I mean, it's unacceptable, right? People have. To yeah. If every time you, if every time someone came into the cigar store, they mm-hmm. were confrontational with me. Yeah. About prices or selection or what? I was like, what the hell kind yeah. of a business is this? It's not mm-hmm. life. Yeah. 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 And that's basically what they're putting up with every single every day. Every day they put on a uniform and they go out there and they protect us and serve the community yeah and, and i know they signed up for it they yeah, understood yeah. what they were getting into but still it still ain't right no it's not right yeah 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 so anyway so i'm still i i still believe we need to yeah i think we need to change things but yeah we, not, but not, not but not ben, I, and ben is it wants to do no, no i mean i was really upset when i watched that news and i was so upset that i actually joined a website that's kind of talks about Ben Isaac. I can't remember. Do you know the, the, do you know the name? Is no, it it's Facebook? on Facebook. It's Facebook. Facebook it's a Facebook page a, yeah. about Ben Isaac? About Ben. 
people. Oh, so if anyone sees this, no one will, but mm. um, see yeah. this podcast, but they can yeah. go on Facebook and, yeah. and find out. Yeah, for me to get that upset to do something about yeah. it is, you, you know, as a counsel, because my wife was a counsel in, in Souk and I know what it's like, and even any other job like that, you would think that he would do a, a bit of research before he opens his mouth and maybe go on a ride along maybe with a police officer and see what's it like out there and to put the chief on that kind of you know when when he didn't the chief didn't even know that that was coming put him on the spot blindsided him like that yeah i i you know to me it's not right i mean i don't like talking bad about people but you know i have well it's a podcast i have no respect for him let's put it this way. no nobody does he's he's, he's lost his mind no he's but you know what i i've heard what he did for the veterans Right. Oh, he's. I mean, we could go on. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, to me, Ben, if you're listening, if you watch this, do your homework before you say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just like very typical, not very typical. I don't want to paint everyone with the same brush like he's doing. Mm-hmm. But that is a person that really hasn't ever had to do sweet F all his whole life. Yeah. He's kind of just been. Probably went. I, I don't know much about him, but he's just yeah. probably always had like a cushy job and never had to really deal mm-hmm. with real life. I know he's a protester. He is anti-police. He's always mm-hmm. has been. Yeah. This is just perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but like people like that, you know, like like if he had a little business downtown and someone smashed the windows out at three a.m., he would have a different tune i am sure oh, about yeah, the police exactly. right or even go out there and do a ride along with the police yeah and, and see, see what they have to put yeah, up with yeah you right. know i i hope i hope any of my listeners or you or anyone doesn't have to go through this but when you roll up to your business and people think like your business is oh it's your business it's you're insured mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter it's yours it's something you've worked very hard at. You see these people on the news crying about their businesses being yeah. looted. And then these assholes are like, well, they have insurance. It's not the mm, point. No. It's not the point. It's your blood, sweat, tears. It's like when someone comes into my store, it's like they're coming into my home. Mm-hmm. That's the way I want them to treat me. And that's the way I treat them when they're yeah. in my, in my yeah. store. Mm-hmm. They're like in my house. So I treat them with the utmost respect and I'm mm-hmm. as helpful as I can be. And I want them to be the same. Mm-hmm. When, you go, when you go to work at, at, or when you've gotten broken into, a lot of people have it. I've been broken into several times. Tobacco, high risk mm-hmm. breaking in item. Anyway, when you go to work at 3, 4 in the morning, and you roll up to your place of business and you see product strewn out all over Mm -hmm. the street because the bag or the box that they were stealing the stuff in broke or whatever, and there is your stuff everywhere, all under the street, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars of lighters and cigar accessories and tobacco products all in the street getting rained on that have been stepped, you know? <laughs> I think I know what you feel. Y- yeah, you know what I mean? You know, I was like, going to say my car got broken into uh, twice. Yeah. And you kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Right? It's, like it's kind of like, yeah. you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. My uh, my Royal Oak Cigar Store has bro- been broken into two times. My downtown cigar store four times. My house once. So you pay a lot of insurance then. You know what? I'll, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Most of the time when I'm broken into downtown, or wh- let me think. Of all the times I've been broken into, I made one claim. Okay. 
because unless they really ransack the hell out of the place, if it's like three or four grand worth of damage, I just lick my wounds and continue on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things people don't understand. When it's just a little bit of damage like that, it's not worth going through insurance because your rates are going to go up, the deductible's too high. But this is the thing. When somebody goes into my cigar store and steals something, either at night or you know shoplifts, mm-hmm. that is literally someone taking that money straight out of my personal bank account. Yeah, and especially now with COVID, with people hurting in business, like you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last so two, like, three months yeah. ago where people were breaking into the stores. And, I mean, first of all, your clothes, your, your store is, um, you're not making any money. yeah. Right, and you can't and make a living, are, and, and then, then people, people are breaking are in. Yeah. Off on top yeah. Of that. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. The last role. time I got broken into was just pre-COVID. Okay. Yeah. I have bars on the window, mm-hmm. and um, this little—you know—the last two times I've been broken into, it's been women. Mm, yeah, it's not just guys doing it, yeah. eh? It's everybody's doing. And everyone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's surprising. So, yeah, yeah, mm. it's surprising, right? Last mm-hmm. two times I've been broken into, it was women because we caught them both. Mm-hmm. Um. But she squeezed in between the bars. I swear, she was tiny. Wow. Like like that was the bar was like six, eight inches. She squeezed in behind the bar and smashed the shit out of one of my displays, stole about two grand worth of lighter, squeezed back out, stole and a bunch of cigarettes, squeezed back out, took off, and the police did end up catching her, you know, with the dogs and all that. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's like two thousand dollars that was taken straight out of my bank account. Because my company, we're a small business. Most small companies, they don't have like piles of cash that they keep in the bank. No. Everything that the company makes is the owner's wages. And that's it. There's not a lot left half the time, you know. And again, tobacco, you're not making tons of money. No, either. it's very low margin. Yeah. And so yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah, I it, feel sorry for you. Eh, I don't feel mm-hmm. sorry for me. It's just it's it's like I just look at it as like um, which is one of the hazards of owning a small business yeah no, but but i digress i guess but to get mm-hmm. to the point is if there was no threat of the police coming um i mean a person like that could empty the whole store yes right <laughs> you know what i mean i mean just look at it now with covid you know to just talk about things how uh, people reacted to covid like you go to the store there's no toilet paper i remember going shopping one day and uh, somebody had two carts full of meat what? Of meat. Of meat, yeah. How much meat right? do you need? Seriously? So these are the kind of people that if something really bad happens, <laughs> that, you know, I have to be careful what I say. But No, you don't. I mean, I'm glad. Let's put it this way. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to go out there. Yeah, go out there, man. I, I'm glad I got guns at home because sometimes yeah. these are the times that I'm thinking, <laughs> You come to my house, steal my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Meet my little friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the laws are in Canada, no. but. No. And I have to be, you know, I mean, I'm not going to. Well, you can't shoot someone for breaking in, no, but no. you can shoot them if they come at you with a knife. Yeah. Or a gun or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm just saying overall. Yeah. I, I am not a gun you know, owner, but, and mm-hmm. my wife is against them, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not pro-gun. I'm not anti-gun. Mm-hmm. It's right for, it's. It's whoever the individual is. I think as Canadian, we have the right mentality, right? We want our guns, but they're locked up. You know, they're separate. They're they're safe. They're not in the car. They're yeah, not they're not in the dashboard. Box, yeah. yeah, 
you know, you don't have it in your Lululemon pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Although, that's hot. Yeah, that's, that is hot, right? <laughs> do you have Lululemons? <laughs> um, I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing them now? No. Mm, no, not for you. Oh, God damn. That would have <laughs> been know, nice. I, I know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know... Um, you know, guns are, it's serious when you talk about guns. But then, again, what I was trying to say is, you know, you've got a little flu here and everybody's mentality kind of. Yeah, it goes cra- everyone's going it, crazy. Yeah, every, everybody's going crazy. So can you imagine so, if actually something real was yeah, happening? Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to get at, right? Yeah. So it's like, that's, yeah. I mean, the world right now is going crazy. I mean, I can't believe you watch the news and you just shake your head. Yeah, I know. You know, it's like, I know. Uh, what's going on, right? Yeah. You've got the COVID, you've got Black Lives, you've got... You know, um, what is it? Is it India and uh, and China right now? They killed twenty soldiers and they're kind of oh, fighting over that. some kind of piece of land out there. You know, like our j- little Jewish buddy there that we have, and you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's yeah. I think this stuff crazy. has always gone on in the world. Mm-hmm. Things like this. It's just we have the technology now to find out about it quickly and in real time. So I think. Um, this is probably the very best time to be alive. Mm-hmm. And we're probably in one of the very best countries to be alive in. Yes, that I agree for sure. There is more, uh, and, you know, for all the problems we have with whatever, mm-hmm. it's still probably the best time. Yeah. You know, drink coffee, uh, have a smoke. Yeah, have a good discussion. Good. No one's censoring us. Yeah. And, and I know? think that's what we need here. That's definitely what we need. And not just here, but. You know, especially in the States, you know, it's 2020, the issue of, you know, black people, the way they've been treated, I think, and sa- same with maybe us for uh, Native people, the way that we've been treating, I think, you know, as and even as French Canadian, I, I remember coming here. Oh, yeah. You know, and people were prejudiced against French Canadian, I mean. Yeah. And you have probably the same being Italian. Same, right? oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is what makes, I think... Canada and it doesn't matter where you live but that kind of makes it kind of great because everybody from different backgrounds we're all human beings we should sit down and chat and yeah there's still you know. you're still there's still prejudice here but it's minimal I guess yeah you know and, you always find a couple of assholes out there you know uh, um, yeah definitely and you know basically it didn't really hurt my feelings because first yeah. of all I don't have any feelings but yeah and, you know, but a funny thing is, is, you know, my daughters are half um, Chinese. Mm-hmm. They're my stepdaughters. Yeah. And the funniest thing, I guess, for me was probably four or five years ago going to McDonald's and we had an older um, Asian lady serving us. And she was looking at my kids because they were calling me dad. And she oh. was totally pissed at me. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, right? <laughs> so that was kind of weird for me. Like, holy crap, like what's going on, right? Yeah. So I, I think as a, as a person, I think we should start, and as human, I think we should definitely need to stop that. Almost like re- hit the reset button and say, you know, what happened in the past, it's time to move on. Yeah. Because there's a lot of... But no more of this bullshit moving forward. No. Like we, we need to move forward. We can't forget what we've done yeah. we have to learn from it yeah and move on but not keep bringing the past i think it's time now that you know what and, yeah. and i know that my kids and probably their kids generation 
um, Hanawa was making a lot of jokes sometimes about stuff that was, you know, inappropriate. And my kids were right on my ass saying, Oh, my daughter, too. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Like retarded. Holy crap. Yeah. I said that and they just like chewed me out like, you can't say that. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. The, 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 uh, you know what? So I, this, this, these kids right now, my kids, you know, mm-hmm. 15, 13, they're great. Mm-hmm. They're great. And, and hopefully it's a great generation. They're, they're a great generation. These, yeah. these, these 10, 10 to 10 to 20 year olds, I guess you could say mm-hmm. they're a great generation. They don't see color. They no. don't see, uh, sexual gender. orientation, gender. They just, no. they don't care. Yeah. They just, are There's you a people. good person or yeah. not? Yeah. I guess, right? Yeah, I just found out the other day there are people that are actually don't identify as their gender. I know. Oh, you oh, didn't you know, know that? Well, I knew that. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So. yeah. so, I mean, you know, I think you have to judge people for who they are. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's the way I have always been anyway. Like, you know, I'll I'll talk to you and if I like you, I like you. If I don't, I don't. I don't care if you're orange, you know? Yeah. Right? And that's the way it should be. Like, it's about friendship. It's about respect. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to agree with everything. Like, I mean, I'm sure you got stuff that I don't agree with, and I'm sure there's stuff that I do that you don't agree with. If you didn't agree with me, though, Al, you would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. Well, shit, yes, it of course. Your, it, it's your fucking show after all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nobody disrespects Luigi on the show. <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what I'm saying. Right, and that's yeah, that's I what totally people what need mean. to, you know, if if you don't know something or, or you know, just ask. You know, I have people that are, you know, silk and I, uh, not silk, Sikh, Sikh, sorry, and I have people that are Hindu, and you know, you talk to them and get in some information out of them, and yeah, find out why. You know, because I could tell you one thing that when I was RCMP, and then I start seeing RCMP wearing the turban. You know, I was a little choke about that. Right. right. But then once you understand why. Yeah. And you get to it. Me, yeah. To me, it wasn't because they're East Indian. To me, it's because it's a uniform. It's a uniform. They wear the hat. They wear everything, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I'm upset because they're they're Sikh and they wear a turban, you know? It was more like, geez, this is Canada. This is our uniform. But again, once you, once you educate, understand. understand and kind of step back and say, okay, we need to do this. Yeah. Right. So I think that's what people need to just sit back sometimes. And because, you know, at our age, we're kind of in between. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had. I think it's kind of cool when you see a, a Sikh in a RCMP uniform with a turban. It yeah. looks kind of cool to me. I don't know. Yeah. I totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, but again, it's that mentality. It's the mentality. First, of, right? Yeah. I'd, yeah. Like, like. I'm not saying I'm perfect, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying I'm prejudiced because I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it was like, geez, that's her uniform. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, you needed to just think about it, let it mull over a yeah, bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's cool. So um, we got off on the uh, policing tangent, but that that's good. I, I really wanted to talk to you about that because I knew you had a bit of a, a background in policing. So Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked because sometimes it's good to kind of have that off your chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Because I, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of the stuff you're seeing right now on on the news is affecting you deeply. 
like it, actually it affecting you oh, it on, in both ways. Bad it, cops are affecting you because yes. you were a good cop mm-hmm. or a good reservist, whatever you want to yeah. say. And then and then the other side of the coin where you've got all the media and politicians saying, you know, fuck the police, basically. Yeah, because you know how long it's going to take now for, for the, rep- the RCMP or Vic PD or whoever you want to say for people to trust them and respect. And it's going to be very long right? road. It's yeah. going to, that hurts. That, yeah. that hurts them. Yeah. And it's also going to affect their job the way they do their job now because they might think twice about having somebody come in at them with a knife where, mm-hmm. you know, and don't want to get in trouble or, or something. And it's going to affect, I think, the way they work. And, you know, I hope it doesn't because I know that you know, a lot of them, it doesn't matter, you know, like it's about catching the bad guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, if you're Hispanic, that you rob a bank, they're gonna you're catch in a police you. car chase, they're going to catch you. They don't care. I know. Yeah. Like people think that a lot of people, are, a lot of cops are, are racist. Well, they're not. Right? It's just part of the job. Yeah. They're going to catch you. They're going to catch you. Yeah. Regardless of what you look That's, like. You know, the old saying, the RCMP always get their men. Yeah. And there's no reason why they're saying it. Yeah. Right? And that's the kind of people that police, that's the kind of people they are, right? That's, yeah. 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 And the police and the RCMP need to do better, and they will. Yes. They will do they better. They will learn they, from they that. They will learn, mm-hmm. and they will continue to grow, mm-hmm. bo- uh, all as an organization. And uh, um, I believe, uh, I really believe that people are good yes in generally speaking yes people are good yes. and they're gonna try and do the righteous thing yes you know yeah 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 it's just that the news doesn't the news fuck it, you know the media the media they're, right now they're unbelievable is not they are unbelievable <laughs> i mean and it doesn't talk- matter which media it is it's mm-hmm. either too right or too left and it's mm-hmm. all bullshit yeah. and instead of um putting out the facts and um, the the best they can and mm-hmm. have a balanced um, um, kind of perspective. It there's none of that. Traditional media is fucked. I, yeah. The news is fucked. Like if they don't smarten up quick, they're done. They will not be a thing anymore. And all that people are gonna watch are are YouTube videos and podcasts of regular people talking about the topics because they're not relatable. Like the media is not relatable to the average citizen in the community. Yes, you know it's almost like brainwashing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of talk to somebody and you can tell what news they watch because of what they're saying and what they're they're not actually thinking for themselves. They let the media and they let other people kind of make their own judgment instead of sitting down and saying, well, instead of yeah, actually that, looking at little. Okay, wait, really, they said this, but yeah, does that really make sense? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. 100%. Or, or even sometimes when they show, you know, parts of President Trump. You know, you could watch the news and they kind of make him look like an idiot. But then if you watch the whole thing, it's not as bad. Yeah, right? he's still an it's, idiot. But. Yeah. But I'm trying to be nice today. I don't know why. <laughs> the? Dude, this is not the place to be nice. This is the place but, to be honest and raw yeah. if you choose to be. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I'm just saying for the people that love him, I just don't understand him. I don't understand how they could be that blind of everything he's done and everything that he's doing now, all the lies. All but the, again, we don't even know. 
We don't yeah. e- what, like I'm not defending him at all, but we don't even know. Yeah. We don't know what the lies are. We mm-hmm. don't know what the lies are with Trump and we don't know what the lies are with Trudeau and mm-hmm. um you know. Yeah. The media picks up what they want to pick up. Trudeau's leftist, the media in Canada is very leftist, so are we hearing the whole truth? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, know. and that's the thing. Again, right? Yeah. But Yeah, yeah. So you were with the reserves for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. Twelve and years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why you times. Why did you end up leaving? Well, because of my car accident. When oh, I got f- depression. Oh, okay. When oh. I was yeah, when I had anxiety, depression, and I wasn't able to work. Like I said, the auxiliary program is fairly strict, right? Sure. So. Right. Yeah. So I had to resign. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That must have been tough, eh? That's probably the second hardest thing I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was because it's basically, it's not just, to me, it wasn't not just like a, a job that like going to work or volunteer or whatever. To me, it was also like my, what I believed in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was something that I look up to. Right. And it's about ethics. It's about doing the right thing. It's about um, standing up for people. You know, yeah, it's um, doing wonderful things for your community in Souk, like Cause for Cancer was one of them. Yeah, that's cool. You know, all the parades, <clears throat> all the neighborhood watch, um, all kinds of stuff, right? It's, um, yeah. 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 What was the first hardest thing you had to do? Come to this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to talk about it. I just, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, this this uh, this is not hard, right? Yeah, no, not this at is all. Great. It, it's this is fun. Yeah, this is, this is, this is good. I'm not even nervous. Good, right? Good. So it's just two guys smoking, smoking, having a coffee. Coffee. Beautiful outdoor setting. My, mm-hmm. I what you can see the backgrounds different today's uh, podcast. I've been doing them in my office, but um, the um, well, there's two reasons. My in-laws are living with me <laughs> right now, and I don't want. Uh, any smoke to go into their yeah, suite because totally. um, uh, that would be bad, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because my in-laws are, my mother-in-law especially is completely anti-smoking, eh? Oh. Hates the business, hates smoking, oh. hates cigarettes, hates cigars, just Ooh. everything about it. And I'm like, ooh. But then she lives in your house downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the house in a beautiful that, house. The house that cigars built. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and my damn, I got I to gotta get uh, my ceiling fan fixed up. Oh yes, it's working, but you can pick up the the sound in the podcast. Okay, so the it's like this hum. Is that like one of those quiet fans? It's a say? quiet fan. It's oh, a really yeah. good fan. Like mm-hmm. Jesus, that thing was like it was like four hundred bucks when oh, I bought okay, it. Yeah. So it's a really good oh, fan. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. you can still hear that wind noise in the mics. Mm-hmm. So when I did uh, I did one about I don't know two months ago with Dave and we were smoking. And I didn't have the fan on, and I had the window crack. Oh my God! It smoked that room out so badly. Could Actually, hardly I did see part of that. Yeah, yeah. I could hardly <laughs> see. I could hardly <laughs> yeah. see by the end of it, and then <clears throat> this, I, I couldn't get the smell out of there. It was like yeah. it was like a month, right? You oh, got to wow. have some ventilation. So mm-hmm. I got. I'm figuring out something new with the fan so that it. Actually, uh, I think you should have it outside this beautiful setting. So you've got. This is working. Yeah, I mean, on the days like today, Lies. it's good. It's I, perfect. I don't know what kind of. Um, sound that the microphones are picking up you know mm-hmm. but but this is yeah this is okay we're having a smoke mm-hmm. we're having a mm-hmm. good yeah, discussion good yeah. yeah um so what was the first hardest thing oh i can't really think i was kind of joking oh were you that. okay uh, there was a lot of hardest thing uh, i mean you know yeah i'm sure you've had lots of uh difficult things happen in your yeah. life yes of course yeah um probably my mother i guess that was probably the hardest thing when your mother passed yeah because i 
I grew up, I, um, my mom and dad separated, I think, when I was about two or three. I can't really tell now. Yeah, sure. And then I lived in a foster home for a little bit. And then oh. uh, my dad's brother, my uncle, says, well, you know, I wasn't happy. And they kind of saw that. So they said, you know, they kind of adopted me right? mm. and looked oh. after me. Oh, okay. So, so I grew up your with uncle my and aunt and uncle. raised you mostly. Yeah. Like I saw my dad all the time, he used, you know, especially on weekends and during the week, whatever. Right. But um, I guess to get to my story is I didn't know my mom until I was 12. Oh. And then I was visiting her mother, which is my grandmother and my grandfather. And, uh, you know, this woman was across and, you know, I'm laughing, talking to my grandpa and my grandma and that woman's sitting and she's just crying and she's not really saying anything. And then, you know, my grandmother finally says, well, you know, this is your mom, right? So that was kind of, that was kind of cool, but... To get to the hardest part is four days later she um, was found murdered. She's been stabbed forty nine times and oh, raped. Fuck. So that's probably the that hardest was hard. Thing. Yeah. Holy Christ. Yeah. When you're twelve, you met your mother for maybe I don't know, maybe four or five hours. Try to have those memories and yeah, uh, and then you know, boom, and she's gone. On. Yeah. Jesus. Did they did they ever figure out what the hell happened or? Yeah. They they got the person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So why um what why weren't why did why did you go to foster care and then end up um being raised by your uncle like um your mom she Yeah, just like I said my mom and dad separated. They separated so, so because of the separation they just couldn't. Yeah, so my dad kind of was looking after me but because he was working and in those days it was kind of hard right? Yeah. like you're going in the 60s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um it was hard for him so I used to go to the foster home and then come on weekends and visit my dad, right? Right, so. right. But your mom wasn't really in the picture? My mom was in the pictures, no. no just couldn't handle the responsibility or? Um, you know. You don't really I, know? I don't know and I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. Because what I have is um, good memories and that's yeah. the way I want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, <sighs> fuck. Yeah. yeah. Having someone, having someone... <laughs> You know, to only know your mom for yeah, and then my aunt told me, you know, later that my mom and dad were thinking of getting back together. So that's right. that's even harder, right? Yeah. So, so that's yeah, that's definitely probably the oh, that's harder the first than thing. that's harder. <laughs> the yeah. First thing. Yeah. And then growing up, and you know, it could have went either way for me. I could have become much worse, <laughs> right? So I'm lucky that yeah. I try to stay positive and and again. Is right. your um, uncle and aunt, are they still alive? No, no. I've, no. Uh, my dad's passed away. My uncle passed away. Yeah. Um, I only got, I think, one and two aunts left. Yeah. One that I used to see quite a bit. The other one, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I got a brother that's kind of like my cousin, and I got a sister also that's my cousin, but they're my brother and sister. And oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I miss and them. And where are they? They're in uh, Montreal? Yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I talk to my brother once in a while, but not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So were you, um, you're an only child? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you got your, your brother and sister. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think when they found out, they looked at me and said, yeah, let's break the mold. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, you, you, um, you'll have to contact them and let them know that you're uh, a, a big star. You're I know, right? <laughs> Maybe I could uh, sign some autograph and maybe yeah. make a T-shirt. Yeah, make a T-shirt. And when and talk about hats, when are they coming? Oh, gosh. 
COVID screwed me up. Yeah. I got, I, it's been yeah. like we were closed downtown for a couple months and short staffed and I've got I got it on Phil's list. Good. Hats, clothing. We've been doing we've talked to some there's about five of us that are gonna have to burn our Jack Schwartz hat, you know. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. a reminder. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> fucking <laughs> shitty little store. <laughs> but they had it tough too, I guess. Oh, out there. Oh, worse, worse I, than I, I don't did. even know if the store got um, ransacked or yeah. not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What city are they in? Chicago. Oh yeah, could be bad. Mm-hmm. Could be bad. So, yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every everyone everyone in retails had it uh, mm-hmm. had it tough. So. Mm-hmm. So the, the good news. So it's like, you know, we're able to kind of go out now. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. Like no. I was at the gym today, and it's uh, not my gym. It's another gym that I go to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they only allowed, uh, I don't know, I think it's 25 people in at the time. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of weird. And you they go limit in. you to an hour, right? Uh, an limit? hour and a half. Hour and a half, okay. And, you know, you have to wash everything and then work out and then wash everything again. And then you're, you know, this social distancing. And right. Go to another station, wash it, work out, wash it again. Oh, God. It's kind of like... Jeez, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we obviously we have to do that. I mean, honestly, you don't really need to wipe the stations down like that if as long as you keep your hands away from your mouth. Correct. But, but I mean, everyone. I mean, I would rather everyone's have touching the, their face and the, I would all the time. to have the gym open or something. Yeah, open yeah, yeah. And you have to do that. Then yeah, saying we're closed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So you left the RCMP. You got into a car accident and that had, uh, that affected your mental health. Yeah. yeah. And then I've been retired ever since. Oh, and you retired? Yeah, okay. I'm retired. You didn't know I was retired? I knew. No. The guests don't know, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm retired. The, uh, not the guests, yeah. the uh, the viewers don't the know. The viewers, yeah. yes. I got to pretend like I, everything mm-hmm. surprises me. Yeah. <laughs> and the viewer knows that I get a prize after this? You do. Yeah. You do. Perfect. It's a big prize. Yes. <laughs> It's the dirty Luigi. <laughs> Does it come with lube? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to blow it up? <laughs> um, I like blowing, but uh, <laughs> blowing it up? What are you talking about? I'm talking about that little doll that you have oh, in the bedroom. Oh, yeah, the doll I have. Yeah. Um, What's her name? Some of your buddies are going to want to know what the hell's up with your monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the monkey. That's uh, my friend Dean, you know, her, her good friend Dean. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, last time he visited, he uh, got me the nice little monkey from the Oilers. Oh. The Oilers jersey. And, why? Uh, why? Yeah. Because he's a nice guy. But are you an Edmonton fan? No. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm a Montreal fan. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what am I thinking? But you know what? He's my friend, and I respect that, and he gave it to me, and I'm taking care of it. So <laughs> I had to sit on my lap, and I was playing mix. Well, I'm allowed to say it's called Mexican Train. I'm not being prejudiced. That's what What's it's called. Mexican Train. It's like Domino's. Oh, okay. And I took a picture of um, my little monkey playing do- <laughs> on my lap, and I sent it to the boys. Yeah. And that's why the boys wants to know about my little monkey. Spank the monkey. <laughs> Spanky. <laughs> <laughs> so you have <laughs> Spanky the monkey. So you, <laughs> so you have a, a <laughs> you are a fucking twisted fucker. <laughs> so you got you got a doll, a monkey, a, a, a puppet or a doll that's a monkey and his name is well, Spanky. It's like a stuffy that you have to stuff once in a while. <laughs> so you stuff Spanky the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so, that's so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank Dean for that. Thank you, Dean. <laughs> so that's the monkey thing. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, <laughs> I like the spanking the monkey, <laughs> and you stuff it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why was that or a turkey? <laughs> I don't think the Oilers have a turkey. Do they have a turkey? <laughs> they should. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. So that's the story on the monkey. Now you're sorry you asked. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry I asked at all, but I still I still don't actually get it. But anyway, yeah, Dean's a nice guy and all, yeah. but he buys you a fucking monkey? Well, <laughs> I, with the Oilers jersey on it. I know, he's making mm-hmm. fun of you because of the Oilers, I guess, uh, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, Montreal it's... hasn't been exactly doing so hot lately. Mm, no. But, <laughs> but neither has Edmonton, so, you well, know. No. You know, I appreciate that. And it was... Uh. <laughs> That's cool. What that the is hell? Cool. Hey. Yeah. We missed Dean actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've uh yeah, we've got a a little uh cigar group that uh and we all get together for smokes once in a while and Dean was one of our guys and he mm-hmm. moved away to mm-hmm. to Edmonton. He's in good hands over there. He's, he's got a, some buddies and a place that he can trader. hang out. He's a trader, all right. Mm-hmm. I guess he's going to come back at some Does point. Does he still buy a lot of cigars from you like the expensive ones? No. No, no. what a jerk. I know. I know. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll have to do something to spank you when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, Bad you gotta spank spanky the monkey. <laughs> Bad monkey. <laughs> you know when the monkey goes, You touch me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's probably okay, he's just a monkey, so Yeah. You fucking... Monkey don't tell. <laughs> you know that's why they have the monkey like that. And... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Your monkey's seen lots of evil, but he doesn't speak no evil, right? Yeah, he speaks in tongues. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's my favorite women speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. And I'm twisted. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's fun, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. you, I know you and I have this, um, we, we, we make fun of each other a lot and, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and about, uh, you know, yeah. Inappropriate shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's fun. We always have a good time. Yeah. It's about uh, friendship and brotherhood. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we meet? We met at a cigar store, right? But how, yeah, how so, did that happen? <clears throat> I don't so remember. Go. I, I used to smoke a cigar maybe two a year. And to make a funny story on that is my aunt caught me smoking when I was 14. Oh, and she bought me a cigar. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Stanley's going to be happy about Canadian yeah. smoking. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's Seriously? normal, right? Yeah, right. isn't so it? My, yeah, so my <laughs> yeah. aunt got a little choke at me, and she bought me a cigar. Well, so you go because you started smoking cigarettes. Yes. Without L, and she caught you. Yeah. Okay. So she buys me the cigar, and I'm smoking the cigar, and I'm liking it. Oh. So then she got even more pissed. But anyway, <laughs> um, I remember being in a service, and you travel quite a bit. And I remember having cigars, right? Just one or two. And then in 2010, I ended up um, getting cancer, testicular cancer. Oh, <laughs> not not because of smoking or anything, no. but but and to get to my story, I think um, my wife now Kim took me to Cuba in I want to say 2012, 2013. I can't remember now. My memory is not that good. I'm retired. You know, yeah, time it doesn't just, matter. It doesn't just, matter. Time just goes. Yeah, right? yeah. And go to Cuba, start smoking cigar. 
met some people there from Winnipeg. You know, we start talking about cigars. You know what it's like when people's Canadian or it doesn't matter who you are, you get together, yeah. you have a smoke, right? So, I mean, they're try this, try that. Next thing I know, I'm smoking. So, um, after I'm done all my, you know, cheap Cubans that I brought back from Cuba, yeah. I went to your store. Oh, you just and, happened to wander into the store? Well, I, I went to your store before when it wasn't you there. You know, oh, buy, well, that, I used wasn't to buy my, maybe, that wasn't my store. Yeah, I used to buy maybe one or two, but nothing like what I'm doing now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and we got to talk to your staff. I got talking to you. And one day I was um, asked to come to an event that you have after work. Oh, okay. And that's how you and I kind of got, got talking about Oh, so it was an event. It was an event. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that's how. That's how you got into that's the. That's how I got into the group, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's funny. Like, you know, there's been so many people and so many events, and I, I don't really have a recollection of that, but that's that's cool. Yeah. 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 It was it was actually, it's kind of fun because, like you said, the group is different people. You know, we've got. Oh, we've got know, everybody. We've got everybody in there. I mean, seriously. And it's about a bunch of guys that sit down and don't care, and sometimes we joke about each other, but it's done. Yeah. In a way where we're all brothers and sisters, and yeah. it's not hurtful, right? Yeah. Well, there's no sisters in our group, but well, well maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we never know. But there was, kind of, <laughs> for a while. Yeah? Well, we had a brother that became a sister. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, anyway, but yeah, I mean, that's... She doesn't come around anymore, though. No? I rarely see Renee. No, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think just... She's busy. But, I mean, you know, when you think about it, for our age group and for people that we meet and we talk, and it's kind of, you know, I feel privileged to be part of that group. Yeah, it's a good group. Right? And we have good times, and, you know, we have some of our members right now that are, you know, their wife aren't doing so good, and but we're all there for each other. Yeah. Right? So yep. it's a family. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have that kind of... Um camaraderie you know yes. a lot of guys a lot mm-hmm. of men I, I'm, I can only speak for men because mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know what if, if it if it's the same with the ladies or not but a lot of men don't have a group of guys that they get together with and talk about anything right like they just don't talk mm-hmm. like guys don't talk but the one nice thing about our cigar group is when we go when we get together for a smoke, like you said, we've got guys from all different walks, mm-hmm. <clears throat> fire, ambulance, finance, uh, civil servants, yeah. you know, uh, guy like me, retail, mm-hmm. guy like you, policing, rich guy, rich poor guy, guy, poor guy, mm-hmm. doesn't matter, doesn't business matter. owners. Mm-hmm. Um, the one bond is cigars. Mm-hmm. And um, when we get together, we um, can talk about anything. Yeah. And it's like we've created like a safe space for for the group. Mm-hmm. You can come in there and you can talk about the fight you had with your wife or you can talk Dishwashers. about <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I need hey guys, does anyone have this I'm looking mm-hmm. for or I need mm-hmm. that help with this or or we just talk about uh you know politics or we talk yeah. about current events or we talk about cars or or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and um no one no one will ever say you know, oh, I know you're, that you're, you're of, an asshole or you're, you're stupid um, or, you know. I know that some of your lady viewers are probably saying, "Why guys do talk. But, yeah, we do talk. We don't always talk, but no. sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. we sometimes yeah. do. Yeah. 
And it's not all about girls. It's about we never talk about sex. Mm-hmm. No. no. No, that is absolutely nothing we talk about. I mean, sometimes we'll make some jokes, <laughs> you and I especially. You know, you know, it's not, it's, it's tasteful. It's not nothing bad. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very I respectful. Know. I like our group. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, especially during COVID, we haven't got our games or we haven't had yeah, a chance we haven't to had get poker together. Game, yeah. Although the guys are coming to my house still. Now right we're sitting now. outside far, about, far away. Yeah, for yeah. about a month, I kind of opened it up a little bit. And it's kind of nice to see. Yeah. Like we had Tim yesterday. We haven't seen him since the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Which was kind of nice. Yeah. You know? And I uh, haven't seen Pete for a while. And same with Warner right now. He's, he's, he's recovering. And yeah. we wish him a happy. A speedy recovery. A he's speedy doing recovery. good. He's already, yeah, he's good already. And he's fit. Oh, my gosh. When he left his shirt off and he had like the six pack. Yep. And the guy is well, what? he just had heart surgery for those 95 years old, and he's built like that. Jeez. Yeah, well, he's not 95. He's <laughs> look, he's, no, no, no he I'm making it. a joke. I know, but I mean, for your for your age, you're in good shape. I mean, obviously, his job, you know, as yeah, a, as a father, I'm gonna get him on the podcast yeah, soon. Good, good, yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good that we've got a group of guys that we can get together with, have a talk, yeah. have a smoke, have a drink, bullshit about something or nothing. Yeah, it's nice. Or a lot of guys like, don't have that, and I feel no. bad for them. You know, mm-hmm. if if that's why I it pisses me off when <clears throat> the there's so much anti-smoking, anti-cigar, anti-everything. People don't get it. They don't understand what we've got. Right. We get together for a smoke. Yeah, cigars are part. Of the reason we get together, but they're secondary mm-hmm. to 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 what we've got. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you could come in the group too and not smoke and still. Enjoy oh yeah. It. Yeah. Because we drink too. Yeah, <laughs> we'd all make fun of you, but yeah, <laughs> that's besides the point. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's par for the course. Yes. Yeah, and it's funny too. Like I found, like I've, especially since I've been smoking. Like I mean, I was at Big Smoke in Vegas, mm. right? So I'm sitting outside by myself. Uh, no, actually, maybe my friend was with me, but he doesn't smoke that much. And you know, I'm smoking a cigar outside the um, Caesar, and. Uh, Next thing you know, somebody shows up, and it's a policeman from California, and then a nurse from somewhere else showed up, and you know, next thing you know, there's 15 of us outside smoking a cigar, and that's the good thing about that's cool, yeah, cigar. And I kind of thought that was cool, right? Because you know, as a tourist to start with, and you're sitting down, and you know, what else would bring other people? like that to sit down. I know it was, you know, a big smoke weekend. Obviously, there's going oh, to be a lot smoker. of cigar smokers in town, but but I've seen it too like where you start talking to somebody and say, "Hey, I smoke cigars." Or Yeah. Right? It's and a I, common you know, common bond. Yeah, that it's kind of like but then on the end, on the other end, it's kind of like a dirty thing that people don't talk about, right? Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's what it feels like, right? Yeah. Like I found that you smoke? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? I know. I I was at uh, just a few years ago. I was <clears throat> taking my kid to uh, martial arts, and um, the lady there, uh, I said something to the effect of having a cigar, and she goes, "You smoke?" Mm-hmm. She goes, "You don't look like a smoker." Yeah, and I'm like, "What the fuck does a smoker supposed- look like?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? Like, that's like <laughs> maybe it's like a hole in your throat. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't look like a smoker. I'm like, well, you know, I I smoke a few cigars a week. Yeah, like. <laughs> I don't need, it's, I don't not like, that, it's not like I'm killing babies or I don't something. need that but do you want smoke I could sell them to you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. it's just the funniest thing some people when they find out you enjoy yeah, it's a dirty thing enjoy, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a dirty thing it's like but then you a, can smoke pot and that's okay oh yeah yeah that's fine Everything. yeah mm-hmm. 
I don't care if people smoke pot. No, but I it's don't. The either, way they built, saying, built yeah. they made this like, like it's taboo. Right? Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's it's bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely bizarre. I agree. Hey, you know, I've got some cigar. Like I've got two locations, right? I've got some customers that only go to my Royal Oak store mm-hmm. because they don't want to be seen downtown where it's busy and someone could see them coming into the mm. smoke shop buying tobacco. Can you uh, believe to that shit? To me, I would have thought because of parking. But, <laughs> well, you know. well, there's lots of parking downtown now. <laughs> there is. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's lots. But, yeah, but, um, yeah isn't that funny, though? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you literally a closet smoker. Yeah. I, like, there's no need for that. No. Get out there. Yeah. Get some friends. Have a cigar. That's perfect. We yeah. need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Especially now when you've been in the house for three months. Right? And you want to get out? You want to do something? Call a buddy? Yeah. Make sure you do what you need to do. You know, yeah. six feet apart. Are we six feet apart? Yeah, Not quite. Almost, we like got this. It's all, this is catching all the spit yeah. right there. Yeah. But I've already <laughs> gave you a kiss and a hug before we started this. <laughs> well, We're at least good. you didn't give me tongue this time. No, so. no tongue. No. Yeah. It's COVID. I Sorry. Know. <laughs> 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 That's why during COVID, I've only been 69 <laughs> You gotta keep six feet apart. I'm only five foot ten or five foot eight, but yeah. you know, it's a it's a start, right? Yeah, it is. Very. <laughs> it's good. You have to take it seriously, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So exactly. do you wear the sheet over your face or no? No, no, no. No, no. no mask. <laughs> oh, you don't need a mask. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going diving. Sometimes <laughs> divers have masks. <laughs> I, I got I got a nose snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it goes up over the top of my head so ah, that I can breathe. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my wife's going to love this. Did you buy that on Amazon? <laughs> I invented it. Okay, I should look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's patent pending. It's not mm. available in the marketplace yet, mm-hmm. though. But, um, yeah, you um, you can have the biggest woman sit on your face with that thing, and uh, <laughs> you, you can breathe. <laughs> okay. God. <laughs> that could be like the little writing on the wall. <laughs> you could have the biggest one and yeah. you still could breathe. Oh, no pussy too big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no woman too heavy. The no snorkel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, that'd be way to go though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suffocated to death yeah. from your old lady sitting on your face. That'd be kind of embarrassing that <laughs> when all your buddies are there and talking. Do you know how he died? <laughs> Asphyxiated by a vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, this conversation's going to shit fast. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> I... <clears throat> but I love it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's. I'm surprised you haven't asked me the last time uh, I had anal sex, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say, not for a while. Last time my bum was hurting too much. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's what I was asking. <laughs> everyone, you say anal, everyone's got this image, but it's mm-hmm. like, wait a second. <laughs> Were you at church? <laughs> church is <Yeah>. closed, man. <laughs> I, I haven't been molested in like two and a half months <laughs> since COVID. Yeah, Can't go true. to church. I know. <laughs> and again, I'm sure people are going to be not happy about this comment. But. Oh, no, they're going <laughs> to no, they're going to hear this and be like, what the fuck are those two guys? <laughs> These guys, what are they smoking? Are they sure you're smoking cigars? Yeah, Not just smoking tobacco. It's just tobacco. <laughs> this is just coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. But yeah, you're right. But that's how we usually are when we in a group. We Oh, you know we what? We're, what we're we just, it's not mm-hmm. real life. We're just, no. we're just throwing exactly. shit at each other, having fun, exactly. right? It's right. not like... Yeah. like 
you know, I, I think we I have my little shtick, you know, my little thing I do when I'm mm-hmm. with the boys and yeah. talking dirty and stuff. And uh, a, a stranger listening might think, Jesus Christ, that guy's a pig. I feel sorry for his <laughs> wife. I don't fucking talk about that stuff. Please don't. <laughs> I talk about that stuff. It's not like I do yeah. that stuff, yeah, you know? know. It's like it's my... It's like my persona I put on when I'm at the cigar, yeah. at the cigar uh, events and um, with you guys, right? It's mm-hmm. not the way I am in real life. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> same way when I was kissing Pete. I mean, I love Pete. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm gay. <laughs> if he's listening, well, when were you kissing I love you. Pete? <clears throat> I was. It was actually at Dean's house. Um, we had a poker night that night, and I started drinking very early. <laughs> I think we took the afternoon off, and the game wasn't until 6. Oh. And then by 9 o'clock, I had way, way too much to drink. I'm the oh, first I missed that I, game. And I was, people, I was yeah, you were just cunt, and I was <laughs> kissing people, and I was like, here's my money. And I was a total disaster. That was, that was our Christmas game, mm. right? Um, I don't think it was. was no, it? no, no, no. no okay. I was good at Christmas. It was a little before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, uh, I got a little out of hand, like maybe days type out of hand, right? That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I w- I'm sorry I missed it. Mm-hmm. You would have been proud of me. I sure would have. Mm-hmm. I sure would have. I like seeing people get out of hand. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> it's super funny. Yeah, yeah it's a little much. <laughs> I remember I remember Dean like pushing. I think it was a Coke or a Pepsi, and he's like, "Drink this, drink this." <laughs> Just drink something that's not alcohol. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was all good. It was all fun. I didn't do anything that stupid, but yeah, whatever. You know, yeah, it was good. That's why. That's why we're brothers. Right? <gasps> that's right. Sometimes it's good to let out and just be yourself for yeah, yeah, a few hours. And as long as you don't do anything bad, then it's fine, right? Yeah, I mean that's not bad stuff. That's fun. No, no, no it was fun. <laughs> that's the car boy stuff. That's mm-hmm. just the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's why Pete doesn't sit beside me anymore when we play poker. Oh. I think. I don't know. You should ask him <laughs> next time he's up here <laughs> and ask him about my monkey. Oh, God. Uh, nobody wants to see your monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No blue light. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, too good. Too good, Al. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? What about me? This isn't well, about me. Know, no, I know it's not, but let's talk about your story for a minute and how COVID. Oh, Did sure. I mean, I've talked it? about it on some other podcasts because I know you don't listen to my podcast. Well, you know, who's got time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being retired, you're busier now than you were when you were working, you probably. Know, and, it, and it's true. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. No, stores, stores are stores are good. Stores yeah. are good. My businesses are good. Everything's so downtown good. Is picking up. Downsta- downtown. We're only open five days a week right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing door service, but um, people are coming. On those five days, we're probably, like, we're down. We're down because we're, well, first of all, we're closed two days, so zero sales mm-hmm. on those two days. We used to be open seven days a week. And on the, f- the five days that we're open, we're probably about 80% now mm-hmm. of normal sales. So pretty okay. good. Pretty good. Like, so people are coming. They're shopping. There's more people downtown. More businesses are opening. There's, there's lots of stuff that's still closed, though, and lots of companies with reduced hours. But um, but yeah, it's good. Um, so the the cruise ro- ship for you does that affect you at all? No, that's not going to affect me very much. No. <clears throat> the way the cruise ships will affect me is they'll affect other businesses, and those staff were my customers. Okay, you know what I mean. Like yes. so, it's going to be a trickle down effect yeah. for me. Like the cruise ship 
business doesn't really directly benefit me a little bit, but not as much. It's the restaurants, it's the bartenders, the servers, the the hosts, the managers, the, mm-hmm. the those people that are in um, the community working that come and shop at my store. So if there's less people working in Victoria, right. that's going to affect me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with the governments, some of the governments still working from home, that affects me because okay. you just have less people downtown, right? Do you have a little shops, um, other places? Like I was in Souk by the 17 mile and they're selling cigars in there. Are those yours? Yeah, or? yeah. Those are mine. Those are no, well, they're not mine. They're theirs. But yeah. I'm, I've got a small wholesale business yeah. too. So mm-hmm. that's been doing okay. Okay. Uh, the wholesale side of the company has been doing good, and both retail stores are doing good. Like mm-hmm. the Royal Oak stores did really great through COVID. We took uh, a bunch of um, social distancing measures up there. We've got plastic, a big piece of plexi at the counter, so they were protected. And uh, um, one person in at a time, and one way traffic, and all yeah. you know. So it it, it worked, and <clears throat> yeah, you gotta do it. You have to. Yeah, do it. yeah, and, and it guess, was fine. You know what? Everyone understood, and, think, and it's yeah, not ideal, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, it's been fine. Yeah. I'm in. I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, that's tobacco is almost a necess, a ness, like a an essential product. Mm-hmm. It's almost like groceries to a lot of people. You yes. know, like beer or alcohol. Yeah, you know, people aren't gonna stop drinking. Mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, I guess they could, but I think they'll probably drink more during COVID. Yeah, I know I have. Yeah, we've uh, our actually the liquor store has mm-hmm. been very busy, mm-hmm. um, much busier, and the cigar store has been busy too. So we've been we've been good. We've been good. good. I, I actually, <clears throat> even though we were closed for basically two months downtown, we still we're still it's okay. Still yeah, we're still yeah. managing okay. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing right now that. Um, consumers are going to have to understand i think with all businesses is there's supply problems supply chain problems so we are out of a lot of product and it's not because we're not ordering it it's because our suppliers don't have it mm-hmm. and it's not like our suppliers didn't order it everyone's ordering everything we all yeah. know what we need <clears throat> well you see that when you go in the grocery store you it know there just flowers, isn't available yeah sugar anything coming out of europe paper yeah whatever else yeah. that you need what we're getting right. a shipment from <clears throat> Nicaragua. It's on a boat. Mm. Like usually they air, that's air right. all there's that no, stuff. There's, there's no, no flights serve. though. Yeah, that's right. Right? So there's no flights. There's no flights coming out of Europe. So shipping has gotten more expensive and a lot slower. So the good thing on that, by the time you get your cigars, they'll be well-aged. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Dry. <laughs> five, five years later. <laughs> yeah. Yep. In a canoe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. Hey, that's okay. I can edit that out. You don't have to. No, that donk. <laughs> just, no. We'll see what it sounds like. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah it's all good. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I mean, and, and again, as as people, we get used to that. I mean, I even catch myself now, like, even going to a store where, you know, usually you'd be in the line or whatever, and you see other people, and it's like, you got in that mind now that that that's six feet, right? Whereas yeah. when you first started, it was like, you know, people were, like, right behind you, right? It mm-hmm. kind of, so we adapt to whatever is needed and i think that we'll get through this yeah i hated those close standards anyway you know mm-hmm. people that get too close to behind you yes. i hate that yes the six feet's nice keep yeah. stay away a bit and it teaches people to have a little more patience yeah as well, right? yeah yeah and i think um like we've got some plexiglass up at the downtown store you know or mm-hmm. at the royal oak store mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you know it's amazing like i wash that thing off mm-hmm. every week or so and mm-hmm. the amount of spit it is, oh, wow. dude. Wow. 
It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of droplets all over that thing is unreal. Wow. So like I'm think, and the one downtown too, because we got the door service mm-hmm. downtown. So we got the big piece of glass up at the door. And I got to Windex that sucker clean. So that tells you that, that we're te- doing the right thing. We're doing right? the right thing. Yeah. So. And those those shields <clears throat> are working. And I'm thinking at the Royal Oak store, it's not ideal. I might just keep it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know what? Like this, <laughs> none of us are getting colds. That's a good thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we haven't even had colds this winter because people weren't spitting on us all you winter know, long. Wash your hands. Wear the yeah, mask. wash your hands. Um, and keep that plexi. I might just keep the plexiglass up. Mm-hmm. It's not great because it's like yeah, I think you got to kind of have to talk a bit loud. I know, but I think again, people, like I said, I mean, oh, they just get, get used to it. Oh, yes, just, do, you think, do you think the grocery stores will ever take down those plexiglass? I don't. I don't think, think so. so. Why I think, would? Why, I think why? for safety yeah. purpose. Why not? Yeah, it's why not, not hurting anything. Yeah, and if and if it's keeping your staff um, healthier, mm-hmm. less sick days. Yeah. Right. Happier staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, might just keep it there. It's harder to punch somebody too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the first time I went to uh, the first time I went to fill up gas in Detroit in 1990. We were right, right over the bridge. We we're like, like right there, mm-hmm. like eight mile, you know, and <clears throat> it was an experience. Like the guy at the gas station was behind, like inside a room. You could heart. You had to scream to hear him, basically, like to talk to him. You had to prepay for your fuel. You had. Uh, it was like bulletproof glass. And you couldn't go in. It was like holy shit, right? That was for different reasons, obviously. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll have to be sitting in a cubicle behind uh, COVID safe glass, you know? Yeah. And, and again, that kind of affects other things too. Like your wife is working from home. My wife has been working from mm-hmm. home. Um, well, Tan- yeah, Tanya's only working from home occasionally. Oh, okay. Yeah, mostly going into the office. Yeah, I guess for a job she would yeah, have to. Yeah, she has to, yeah. 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 But it's kind of different, right? Yeah, a lot of people are working from home mm-hmm. and um, maybe they can continue to work from home. Mm-hmm. That'd be fine. There's less traffic on the street. Oh, it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah, me you too. Know. Me too. A lot less traffic. There's way more parking. Mm-hmm. It'll, it would, it'll hurt some businesses in the city if all those people continue to work from home. Well, that's the thing, right? Nobody's going for coffee. Nobody's going for lunch. Nobody's yeah. having a little snack. And those yeah. are the shops yeah. that are. Those are the places that are going to hurt the most. Oh, <clears throat> if I there's, feel you for know, these people. Yeah, if there's a, right? like, mm-hmm. like our city's not that big. If there was a five thousand people that are working mm-hmm. from home, that's a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. of business that's not going to be in the downtown core. Yeah. But I guess with time, things will evolve yeah. and change. A few of those restaurants and coffee shops will yeah. close the doors. I and like your brother has to adapt to adapt. Yeah, adapt. Yep. Sorry, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, and you could buy stuff from John's now in Langford, which is nice. I don't have to yeah. drive to. Yeah, well, his Paul car. adapted from being a um, sit-in place to a mm-hmm. takeout place. Yeah. So he was very. He's a small company, so he's able to adjust quickly, mm-hmm. like we did when COVID hit. We just immediately started doing delivery service. And mail order. I, I think you get, have to think about it and get smart and not say, oh, my gosh, now I'm going to go bankrupt or I'm going to do this. You have to be thinking about what the next thing you could do, right? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I know I've had your brother's food, and I tell everybody that how good it is. Mm. And I think that's part of it, that he's doing great. But I know that there are other people that are not doing so great. 
Yeah. And uh, you got to change. You got to be willing to change to, and adapt. Yeah, adapt and yeah. Make, make those changes. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, that's right. You've got to be have a willingness to adapt because mm-hmm. um, we don't know if there's going to be what that second phase. Everybody second phase. About, right? COVID, COVID, uh, you know, we got COVID-19. What if COVID-20, 21, 22? Yeah. Who, I don't know. But we mm-hmm. can't shut the economy down again. Yeah, I don't the, think we could go through all that again. I don't think people are oh. going to be wanted to be home for another three months. And and uh, how's the government going to pay for it all? And mm-hmm. it was a, it was like a like this weird social experiment. Yeah, we can do it. Let's not do it again, though. Yeah. You say I was lucky again. I was retired, so I'm getting yeah. my pension. <clears throat> yeah. Right. <clears throat> didn't really that part of it didn't really affect me, although it did affect some member of my families. But sure. But um, yeah, I'm just lucky. I just feel for people that, you know, doing minimal wage. You know, they can't work. They have to pay rent. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was hard on them. Eat, you know. Yeah. I was glad that what Trudeau did for, you know, even though I'm on the other end, we have to pay for it somehow. But in a way, it was kind of nice that was done and how fast they did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, for those people, like for what it's meant for, for people that didn't take advantage and people that had no money and they could get that kind of money for now, that's, I, I have to say that was the right thing to do. Now, the other thing that we have to think about is how we're going to pay for that. Yeah. And how long is going to take two or for us Two to or maybe recover. $300 billion now because we mm-hmm. just extended CERB for another... <clears throat> Two, two months? Two months, I think, yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's insanity. It, it's it's great. It's get, yeah. It's good if you need time, it, but if you don't, if there's... Yeah. The, the thing that <clears throat> chokes me is I'm sure there's people taking advantage of yeah, it that could go back to work, right? Yeah. But I know that there's lots of people that, that don't... Um, yeah, or can't. Or that, yeah, that can't go back to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting... Like, I've got an ad out uh, for um, work at the cigar store because I need some staff getting lots of people applying mm-hmm. so there's people that want to come back to work good yeah so that's good mm-hmm. yeah and they want to work for you yeah weird eh well they don't know me so you know you can't blame them yet mm-hmm. give them the, they got to give them a few weeks <laughs> figure me out <laughs> that's why you're going through so much time i'm not going through any <laughs> staff you liar <laughs> i know i'm just joking you, you look after your staff pretty good that's what i'm told that's what your staff told me so oh fuck now, I know you're blowing smoke up my ass. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Tell me, go there. The staff's happy. They're well looked after. Yeah, well, you know, it's hard in retail. You know? They're just, <clears throat> none of my staff are ever going to get rich working for me. That's that's no, the problem. That... I wish they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, <clears throat> retail's a, a funny thing. You know, you've got, you've got uh, the consumer wants to pay as little as possible for the products that they're purchasing. And the staff want to get paid as much as possible for yes. the hours that they put in, and that is a that's a balancing act. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I mean, you you know that I order cigars sometimes from somebody else in the states, mm-hmm. and we know how much we paid, and compared to <clears throat> your prices, mm-hmm. well, the prices in Canada are higher because of the and, tobacco tax. And I was going to say, when we get nail <laughs> through, when it comes over. Yeah, we're paying like four or five hundred dollars in tax on. Yeah, well, that's the tax that I pay on the cigars up front. So I mean, no, my prices aren't out of line. No, it's the taxation. No, that, and that, that's, I guess that's my point, right? <clears throat> it's not that you're asking. It's just that you know, for us that are smoking two or three a day, we can't smoke like twenty-five dollars cigars all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
but yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's tough for you mm-hmm. because it's not like you're making like half the money or some money. I mean, it's a little margin, like you said, that you're making, and you have to sell volumes yeah. for yeah. you to make money, mm-hmm. right? It's not, you know, yeah. Anyway. So I guess that's what I'm trying to get. I'm not it's suffering, tough. so yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not no. not suffering, but yeah, well, we'll see. Minimum wage just went up to 15 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not great, but it's something. At least the guys are, well, they're all, not all of them, but a lot of them are making more than that anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see where that, uh, where that goes. If it wasn't from housing and the food, I guess people can manage. Housing is so expensive. Housing here. is expensive here. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're only making fifteen to twenty bucks an hour, you almost yeah. need a roommate. I still have my kids living with me, kind of. Yeah, and you know what? And if your kids can live with you, and that works out okay, and they can save up some cash and then do some investing with some mm-hmm. of that money that they're making, it's I, I stress this so much with my kids that as soon as they get a job, they need to start investing. They need to start saving for their future. If you do that and you do it right and you're diligent about it, you can still have a decent life, even mm-hmm. in, a, in a super expensive town like Victoria. Yes. But you've got to, you can't, can't spend every penny you make. Like some places you can. Mm-hmm. Like in some, some communities, yeah, you don't, you know, you can get a house for 75 grand and <clears throat> housing is like the least important thing. Yeah. It makes nothing, right? Yeah. But, uh, and you can spend every penny you make. But here, hmm, not so much. Yeah, you have to be wise. You have to be a little wiser with your Mm -hmm. cash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. What else you want to talk about? Or we can wrap this up? Or No, well, you know what? I've had problems with my Beamer now. Oh, God. I spent another $500. (laughs) We're talking cars. (laughs) Oh, shit. So this weekend, I'm uh, going car shopping. Going car? Nice. Mm -hmm. What are you looking at? Um, well, I don't want to advertise, but <laughs> I'm looking at a Toyota RAV4. Kim wants an hybrid, and for all the kind of research I've done, I think that's probably one of the best ones. It's for the a RAV4 hybrid. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what we're going to look at. There's also a Nissan, I think, that has a SUV type. Yeah. Because I live on Triangle Mountain, so I need something. Oh, yeah, because it's that can colder make it up, up and there. Down. It's always snowy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so it's going to be something good, something reliable and something yeah. that... You know, I, I drove a Beamer for a while, and it was a pretty good gar- car for a while. Oh, but when they when they get up into kilometers a little bit, then they start things start to break down, mm-hmm. and uh, holy shit, yeah, the repairs are murderous. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. A Toyota be good. Mm-hmm. They never break. No. Yeah, that'll be good. What about your car that's in the garage? Is it ever gonna? Oh, see my like- little Anglia. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. One day. Why I they? just talked about that on the last podcast. Oh, jeez. Maybe I should start watching it. I wouldn't yeah, be I know. <laughs> same freaking questions. <laughs> the same shit. Yeah. The, actually, the uh, podcast <clears throat> is being uploaded right now oh, okay, while we're doing this one. So this I'm one, safe on that this one. one we'll, we'll be up in a couple of days, right? Yeah. Um, hopefully, this will be up by like Sunday or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I've been uh, threatening to work on that thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm getting, starting to get itchier and itchier about mm-hmm. doing something with it. Good. So yeah. I gotta figure out the direction I'm gonna go with it, though. Well, like, you're liking your Mustang. A buddy of mine just bought a new one, the GT, five liter. Nice, nice car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's a GT. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Bad yeah. fuel economy, though. Holy mm-hmm. shit! And the back seat in there, you can't. F- oh, it's okay. Fit a kid in there. Maybe. I can sit in it. Can you? Yeah. Oh, jeez, it looked pretty small to me. 
I can't mean they're not bad. I think you yes, mean you I can't sitting, have the, the seat all the way back. Yeah, but, I was, was. Yeah, that's what I was. But looking it's not at, that like, bad. It's not that bad. Eh? No, it's not no. that bad. It's yeah. actually a pretty. It's actually a pretty big car, you know. Yeah. Um, I, the Beamer was way tighter in the back than the Mustang. That's all right. I, I that mm-hmm. my experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, the Mustang. That's because depending what you're doing in the back seat of your Beamer. <laughs> and come on, we don't want to go there. Um, I only ever did that in the front seat. <laughs> I don't need to go in the back. It's my car. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to do an event soon, Cigars and yeah. Cars. I don't have any details yet, but we'll we'll do that soon, a little okay. summer event. Get Kinda together. Cool. We can socially distance at a beach somewhere. Yes. We're, gonna, we're not going to go to a restaurant this year, or we're just going to bring our bagged lunch. Bag That's lunch. what I'm going to make everyone do. Bring their own lunch. Good. We're going to cruise out. I think we'll go to Jordan River, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't been that side of the island for a while. And it's kind of nice there. I like it. It is. It's that pretty. place we go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I like find, it. we'll find a nice spot out there mm-hmm. or something. I, I, I got to get the details still, but yeah, we'll do mm-hmm. that. And Good. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get that going. We'll do something because we haven't had an event for a while with COVID and everything. And yeah, we haven't really done yeah, much. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's important for us to, uh, I know that we have to be careful, but at the same time, it's... I think it's important for people to kind of get back to some kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing I like to say, and some people say it, is like physically distance, but not socially distance. Like we yeah. still need to be to apart, but together. Yeah. I kind of like that. You know what I mean? That makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I guess we'd have to see how many people we could have. But mm-hmm. if we go to a beach and we're all well away from each other, we're safe. We're mm-hmm. happy. We can still talk and have a good time. Yeah. yeah. And the event won't be for another month. So right. by then, I think um, the yeah. group gathering thing, you know, the numbers will, I don't know what the number is now. Well, I think we haven't had any outbreaks here in Victoria for a, On the island, yeah, for like a month for, now, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we'll know, just we're, we'll we're play we're it. lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are mm. lucky. We'll play it by ear, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just see see what we are allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't think for it's going to take a while for us to go back to the normal. I'm not even sure if the normal that before COVID will ever happen again. Well, I hope you so. Know? You know? Yeah. It's not a cigarette. Relax. Yeah. That ash will fall off on the floor mm-hmm. or the table. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope we go back to normal because, ah, this, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I do not like this. No. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Right, it's a wrap up. That's a wrap, buddy. Okay, well, it's nice uh, being here, <laughs> and thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for and coming out. Uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable talk. I learned yeah. a lot about you, the things I didn't know. Yeah, so now you know. So now I know. So uh, yeah, all your uh, friends and uh, family can uh, watch this and learn all that stuff about you. Exactly. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> and, and my monkey. <laughs> Don't spank it too much, okay? Yeah, spank it Poor little monkey. guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Thank bye. you.